named it after our star attraction. Shady nasties? Shadinesties, asshole. Whatever. Classic. Podcast is back. Fantasy football is back. And here I am with undefeated. That's right. Uh, what, number five in the rankings? Six in the rankings? Top half anyway. Mr. Mm-hmm. Ben Wallace. What's up? That's right. The second uh, living proof of us not being the same person. <laughs> um, so, podcast. Uh, before we get into a recap of games, of what happened this past week, anything you want to start us off with or shout out? Oh, for sure. And we might get into it more later, but I would be remiss if I didn't start this off by saying, fuck the haters. Jordan Love, the third highest scoring quarterback in week one at 23 points behind only Mac Jones, who had like the game of his career and a loss. And Tua, who until he gets concussed, will probably continue the ball. (laughs) But Jordan Love, the man, trade was definitely worth it. So Jordan Love and Mac Jones, you and Kenny, who would have would have predicted that? But a lot of the quarterbacks like Josh Allen shit the bed and Joe Burrow. Uh, when I was calculating the ILP, I'm pretty sure those two guys, Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, wouldn't even have made it as um, as super flex options. They would have been benched for ideal lineups, which is wild wow. that elite quarterbacks. Um, yeah. I mean, if you look at like even Jalen Hurts only had 12 points mm-hmm. last week. Uh, he barely outperformed C.J. Stroud and Kenny Pickett, who – I, I, I don't like preying on people's downfall, but all the talk about how good these Steelers are going to be and how Kenny Pickett was the highest rated quarterback in preseason, and then he comes out and they just get trounced by the 49ers and he looks terrible, made me a little bit happy. That's a but good yeah, defense, even, though. It is a good defense. I mean, he didn't stand a chance, but he didn't look good when he wasn't getting pressure. Um, yeah. And also, my other boy, Brock Purdy, he was a top top 10 quarterback in week one as well. So, feel pretty good about it. Does that mean you're yeah, shopping him? Well, I'm always shopping everyone. Everyone knows that. There's never a guy off the table. But, you know, I offered him to Kenny late uh, in the offseason before the draft. Even, I think, on draft day we were talking, and uh, we just couldn't make a deal. And I'm a little bit glad about it because Purdy just turned out to be pretty good, and I would have probably ended up getting C.J. Stroud had I not traded away Purdy. So, you know, I think it's working out so far. It seems like y'all's values was pretty far apart. I, I talked to you and yeah. Kenny independently on that, and the offers, like what you wanted, what he was offering, like it yeah. doesn't sound like you guys were anywhere close. No, I don't think so either. But it's all right, you know. It's it's working out. One to know, you know, we're just going one week at a time here at Billy McFarland, so we're feeling good. All right, so recap here uh, for this past week. Do you want to run through it? Yeah, I'll pull, let me pull it up. So week one, I don't think there were a ton. Let me see. So um, I beat Keenan, uh, which I'm surprised about. I didn't think I was going to really win a game this year unless I maybe played like David or somebody else who's like a true bottom feeder. Um, but Jordan Love played really well. Jalen Hurts did not play well. That definitely helped. Um, and and we the surprise had... on that, I mean, Keenan, he's been – in the hunt for the playoffs consistently year over year. And that like mm-hmm. the, the disappointment for him, like he was 
what what did we say? Second lowest scoring team, something like that. Third lowest scoring team only put yeah. up yeah, 104. It was the third lowest scoring team and had the second lowest ILP. So it's not like well, you, he managed bad. He started the yeah, right, no. you know, the I right mean, guys. You look at his roster, just, his guys did not help him out. I mean, Jalen Hurts scoring 12 points is a huge letdown. Rashad White barely showed up. Nick <laughs> Chubb had a good game. Terry McLaurin didn't show up. Odell Beckham didn't show up. George Kittle didn't show up. Jamal Williams barely played. Daniel Jones had one of the worst, single worst games in like NFL history. Not all his fault, but still four points from your from your other quarterback. I mean, his roster on paper still looks pretty good. Um, <coughs> Juju on the bench, stuff like that. I mean, he's still got some good players, but man, that was a rough week one for, for Keenan. And, for and this is the time where someone like me, or I guess someone like me or Tyler, because he does the same thing I do. It's just everyone hates on me for it. Swoops in because the overreactions after week one and two, that's when you trade. That's the mm-hmm. prime trading time is people uh, – Put so much stock in the first one, two, three weeks that, uh, yeah, that that their their valuations go all over the place. Well, by that by that reasoning, it's clear Joe Burrow is washed. So I'll gladly take him. <laughs> and Jamar so, Chase, get get the pair. Right. <laughs> uh, well, then let's go to that game next. Who did Griffey play? Because uh, he right. was another disappointment, but he actually he actually won. He's coming off well, back to played, back. He played David. Frontier Airlines um, back-to-back playoffs and, and both were two of our lowest scoring teams. Um, but Frontier yeah. Airlines, I think he's in a tier of himself in the, in the basement. Yeah. He's got a rough, he's going to have a rough year, I think, but I mean, he does have some good young players on his roster. Like Anthony Richardson had an insane first game for a rookie, put up 21 points. He did get a little bit banked up, I think. So I mean, a lot of that was rushing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it was rushing, but he still, like, if you look statistically, he didn't have a bad game passing, really. I mean, Michael Pittman put up almost 20 points, so mm-hmm. um, he, he'd had a decent game. Brees Hall had a really good game. He just doesn't have depth. I mean, Sky Moore didn't show up against Detroit because, you know, the big blue curtain up in Detroit. <laughs> uh, Dallas Goddard, zero points. The Jonathan Mingo, the guy he put a ton of uh, uh, value in trading for him, what, what was that trade to – to move up to get Mingo, he put a lot into that deal. I think that was a different a different deal. Let me. Uh, I thought that was a that was a draft day deal. It was. It, like it was. Dave made a couple draft day deals. He moved up from to pick twelve, and that was to take Kendra Miller from for the Saints. He okay. took Mingo at twenty, which uh, let's see. I don't have them all off the top of my head. Oh, he, oh, yeah, I guess he gave up Jimmy Garoppolo and a future yeah. second for Jonathan Mingo. So you're right. Which is that's, a lot. That's a definite overpay on paper, regardless of the player he took. A future yeah. second and a starting quarterback for a mid to late current second. So, yeah. And, I mean, obviously it's week one for a rookie, but he only put up two two and a half points um, against the Falcons, who – by the way, shout out Falcon secondary. Jesse Bates with like three picks or something, two picks. He looked really good. Yeah. Um, oh, he's our he's uh the free agent signing I've, I've been most hyped about that I can remember yeah, for Falcons. Obviously, obviously Bijan flashed too, but I mean, and then the other guy he took in the first round, Kidre Miller, didn't get a touch. Is he like hurt or something? He didn't play at all. Yeah, um, I think he was out. I don't think he played. Okay. Yeah. So you know, so far week one, his draft pick's not really helping him out much. Kyler being on the IR is not helping either. But yeah, he got beat down uh, by Griffey, who, again, probably playing any, any <laughs> of the other top tier teams, loses this week. Burrow with three points. Um, that's tough. Um, everyone else did okay. Thielen, two points. Oh, glad I traded him. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Dylan, the thing Zeke, about and, and uh, Henderson turning out to be not not too bad of a deal for me, just despite all the trauma of that trade. The uh, well, the the thing about your trades is they weren't great trades in the short term, but you weren't playing for the short term. So people yeah. people hate on you sending me Tom Brady for Jordan Love because Tom Brady puts up last year way more points than Jordan Love. But that's the type of trades that we typically should see in Dynasty, a team who's not winning now trade for the, the upside asset and Jordan loves paying off for you so far. Um, yeah. But, but Tom Brady, you know, I, I got, I would do that again. It, I had a shot to win it all last year. So I, I went for it, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's what you got to do. And, the, and then the, the other layer to that is where I get a lot of extra flack is my team before that I went all in, I was trading all my picks to get more depth. And then halfway through the season, it was clear my team wasn't going to make it. So then I was in an awkward position where I don't have my own picks, but I'm trading for other people's picks. So it's like, I'm on a shitty team, but I don't have my own first for the next two years. Uh-huh. So yeah. yeah, it's been, you know, it could have gone better for sure, but yeah. So Griffey takes, takes it over David. We've got Billy versus Kevin um, in a kind of close game. Billy wins by 20. Um, but again, Josh Allen had a terrible game, only nine points from Josh Allen. Obviously Eckler put up, Put up numbers. Um, Darren Waller was pretty pretty invisible in that game, but Billy got twenty jet. from his defense, though. I know the Jets, which I mean, I'm not super surprised. I thought the Jets D was going to be good this year. I thought you know Buffalo would give them a little more trouble, but uh, the Jets D definitely looked good. Um, let's see, Kevin, huge game from Tua. We'll see how long that lasts. Damian Pierce was pretty disappointing in his first game, but Houston. Looked pretty bad all around, I thought. Uh, Zach Sharp. Addison. Rookie Addison got 14. Jordan there. Addison had a big game. Yeah, he had a touchdown early. Um, he looked better. I mean, he and Justin Jefferson looked scary. Uh, Jefferson had like 150 yards, no touchdowns, but mm-hmm. those two are going to be a problem, I think. But Zach Charbonnet, the the second best or the third best running back on everybody's board behind Bijan and Gibbs, only gets one point in a game where uh, Seattle got blown out by LA. Yeah, you swap him out for Tyler Algier, and Kevin mm-hmm. actually beats Billy. Kevin wins. Yeah, yeah, but I don't blame him. I don't think anybody thought Algier was going to be seeing as 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 much action as he did. Bijan looked <clears throat> good and had so much hype. True, Algier still young last year, but true. But personally, I, I I didn't wasn't trusting Charbonnet yet. But I don't know who on his bench I would have gone with. I mean, with Jameson mm-hmm. Williams suspended, would have been the obvious if he was healthy. Um, and somehow if he starts Zach Wilson, he gets more points than Dak Prescott in a game <laughs> where the Cowboys won 40 to nothing. Dak Prescott scored six, six points. points. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Sam Howell too. Every quarterback on his bench would have been a better option. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but, but next up we had, who's this? What about me? Tyler and I played. Um, what are your thoughts on that one? I mean, I expected a high scoring game. Um, your team kind of shit the bed, but for shit the bed for your team standards, I guess. Isaiah likely. I mean, you didn't really have a tight end option. Ertz wasn't supposed to play. Andrews was out. So in a best case scenario, you get five out of your tight end, but that, that definitely hurt you. The Steelers defense, that was a bold move starting them against the Niners. Um, but the Giants actually weren't much better of an option. Um, yeah. I mean, you just, there's not much you can do when a defense scores 35 points like the I mean, Tyler beat you by 53, and he had T. Higgins, who scored zero points, Dawson Knox, who scored four, and he still beat you by 50. 
Yeah, so, McCaffrey, Herbert, Diggs, and the Cowboys D all um, – and Aaron Jones all 20-plus. A lot of that was receiving. I think he had like a long receiving touchdown. I mean, he – yeah. You were you were kind of set up to fail here. I don't think you had a chance. <laughs> you have guys on the bench for him, twenty five. So yeah, I, which means you know if my guys are going to have a down week, Amari Cooper five points, Chris Godwin seven points, Joe Mixon eight points. I'll take the down week on you know this game because mm-hmm. even if those guys put up a little more, I was still probably a long shot to win. Like you said, when a defense puts up thirty five, it's it's hard to overcome yeah. that. The, the sort maybe promising thing for you, Michael Thomas was back in New Orleans and he had a decent first game back, almost you know nine points or something, but that's not bad for a guy who's basically habitually injured. The tough thing for you, though, is Aaron Rodgers is out for the season now, so you only have two quarterbacks. You got two superstars on the IR. Um, you might have a rough start to the season. And Mark Andrews missing, you know, being hurt, who's outside, yeah. you know, Kelsey, he's the number two tight end you'd want um, pretty clearly. It's like uh, it's like last year. I, uh, you know, ended the season. I was so banged up in in the playoffs and stuff. Cooper Cup, Kyler Murray, Jonathan Taylor, some some of those guys that we just mentioned. Uh, but all year, I was hurt all year. And the year before, it just seems to be. I had some good luck injury wise up until two years ago, and now it, it's been tough to overcome. But but two years ago, I had a lot of injuries, and I won it all. So I'm not counting myself out. Um, I'm not going to overreact with a week one loss against a very good team in Tyler. Although I don't like sell. that. I have to play him again because he's definitely the front runner this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, all, all I got to do is get in the playoffs and get healthy. And then I feel like my team on any day can compete with any other one. Just continued living proof that tanking wins you championships. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you see when we when I posted the ILP uh, in in the group, me Tyler instantly gave the thumbs down. He didn't. Uh, what were we saying last time? Dislike this or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, what about Andrew against Teddy? Now Teddy only one hundred fourteen, Andrew one hundred five. But Teddy's ILP, man, if he had if he had started Kendrick Bourne and Brandon Ayuk and Nico Collins and Jimmy Garoppolo, like he he would have he would have been crushing it this week man i tell you what i mean i i don't blame him for not starting kendrick Bourne. i don't think many people thought new england was going to have a very good game more and beyond that like a good passing game against the eagles defense but brandon Ayuk, i'm a little surprised he didn't start i mean Ayuk looked pretty promising last year and then all the talk all offseason was about how he was going to be like a number one there it's just, i think it's a contract year for him but he dominated that game i mean and not just like on the field like he was like downfield blocking for christian mccaffrey obviously doesn't get you fantasy points but like that's the kind of stuff that gets you snaps it's pretty clear i mean i'm i'll put it this way i'm glad i dumped debo because between cmc and Ayuk, i don't think debo is going to be the player he's been historically and um, yet david j- traded for him this offseason but well after the recap yeah. we'll talk about all the offseason moves go through that. but you know he's got fields who's a great fantasy quarterback obviously anyone who watched the green bay chicago game will tell you that justin fields looked absolutely atrocious but he still got 15 points because he can run Najee, who he got i traded him uh last year had a pretty bad first game four points kenneth walker not not great pat firemuth had a decent game graham gano lost him two points starting a, <laughs> a, a kicker in a rainy sunday night game i don't know that's that's tough but it didn't matter um 
So, yeah, I mean, I still like Teddy's team. I think he's got a good, pretty young, up-and-coming team. I mean, Garrett Wilson, Calvin Ridley. There's another Calvin Ridley in his first game back. I think a lot of people expected that, but 20 points in your first game back. Teddy's got depth, too. I mean, he's got, uh, you know, George Pickens on the bench. And, you know, Brandon Ayuk, as we just mentioned, is on his bench. So that means, you know, if you put him in one of the guys he started, Teddy's got depth and Teddy's got – young depth too you know quentin johnston in the first round i i could see teddy he's on the up and up he's the new the new griffey i guess griffey and keenan were that been going back and forth for a couple years of who's that four seed you know who's getting in the playoffs and i think both of them are somewhat on their downswing um griffey a little more so after trading away stefan diggs but teddy has filled that role teddy and Sam is borderline almost in that top tier uh, or, you know, it's probably Tyler and Billy and then me and Sam and then Teddy's that, that next one up. So, um, and should continue to be that way in the future and continue on the yeah. up and up in the next couple of years anyway. Yeah, I agree. And then on Andrew's <laughs> side, I mean, pretty fucking abysmal. If you take out Russell Wilson's 15 points, his highest scoring player was J.K. Dobbins at 10-7. No, no, goal. even including Russell Wilson, his highest player was oh, J.K. <laughs> J. Kelly, that's right. <laughs> and then the Falcons defense, and then J.K. Dobbins, who's out for the season. So Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that injury was rough. Um, Andrew on paper has a lot of pieces, um, but, uh, but they just didn't play well this week. Like I, I think Andrew's going to be fine across the season. I don't think he's going to make the playoffs, but I think Andrew's got a good team. Uh, the Dobbins injury will hurt, but I mean, this was just a bad week. Lamar Jackson put up less than seven points. Yeah. That's not going to keep happening. <clears throat> Saquon looked good. The first drive and a half before he fumbled. And then the giants just unraveled so much that there was no way he was going to have a good game, but he looked pretty, pretty good. The first couple games, Jameer Gibbs, I think, Dan Campbell even came out and said, like, by design, he didn't get a ton of touches in the first game. They didn't want to just, like, throw him out there, and he's going to get significantly more action moving forward. And Jameer Gibbs looked unbelievable every time he touched the ball. So I think Gibbs is going to be as as advertised. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Kyle Pitts had a couple catches, still pretty lame for <laughs> Kyle Pitts. As good as he is, the Falcons just can't figure out how to fucking get him the ball, but not as bad as Drake yeah, we, we can't keep figure out how to get Drake London put up zero points. We couldn't pass the ball. The, all the passes were just dump offs. The the Falcons <laughs> should just trade every asset they have for a quarterback at this point. They're so fucking <laughs> bad at quarterback, but anyways, so yeah, I agree though. I think Andrew has some pieces, not enough depth, um, but he'll, he'll be halfway decent. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, what games have we not talked about yet? Sam. Sam and Kenny. Sam and Kenny. This was close one. a hell of a blowout. <laughs> Real close one. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone thought Kenny was going to win. It's tough when you've got rookie quarterbacks. Um, Mac Jones, at least he started Mac Jones over CJ Stroud. That was a good call. But, I mean, you look at Sam, Patrick Mahomes, even in a game where I don't think the Chiefs looked very good. They had so many drop passes. He still put up 20 points. Tony Pollard, obviously the number one there in Dallas now had a huge game. Miles Sanders, I thought looked okay, but I could be biased here. I thought Chuba Hubbard looked better. <laughs> like when he got the ball, he was, he was looked better than Miles I agree. Sanders I agree. But, but Sanders got the volume. Mike Evans is a stud. Tyreek Hill, 39 points. Like, I don't know. Can anybody stop that guy? Like 212 yards and two touchdowns or something. Just unbelievable. 
Um, Dalton Schultz, not great in his debut in Houston, one point. Um, DeAndre Swift, maybe the biggest surprise of week one. For he like, didn't even guy. start. Kenneth Gainwell started over him because Penny was out, uh, listed inactive, and, uh, and they started Gainwell, who out-touched Swift by a lot. Well, even if Gainwell gets the start, you expect Swift to be in there getting the ball like every other drive, third downs, like formations, whatever. He put up less than a point. He had one so, carry. <laughs> yeah, just wild to see. Um, and he, he lost points with the Dolphins defense, but still beat Kenny by almost 60. So Yeah, that was our uh, biggest blowout of, uh, of the week. Tyler and me were close, uh, close to – we were the second biggest blowout where he whooped me, but 152.44 to 98.3 at 3.8, Sam. The only thing about Sam's team is he's not super deep. I mean, Lazard could be a viable option without Rodgers, though. I don't know. His value probably goes down. Chase Edmonds is not super valuable on the Mike bench. Williams got some boomer bust potential. Um, Kincaid will be better in the long term. Rookie tight ends typically don't put up points. Uh, P. Ryan, the that's the interesting one. Samaj P. Ryan. Yeah, that was surprising. Is he third on their depth chart or is he their He's second. And Javante Williams still coming off an injury. So it was, I mean, Williams was on a snap, you know, count. Like he was limited. Yeah. Um, but uh, but P. Ryan, yeah, 9.8 points. And there was some hype going into the season in like redraft leagues that he could be, you know, um, an undervalued player and someone who could end up being RB1 in Denver. Yeah, and the only thing that – Makes me a little bit unless he traded for some, but I think Sam's pretty lean on draft picks too. I think last he had like only thirds, and then obviously twenty twenty five picks <clears> now. But I think in the trade for Debo, he got a pick back. I don't remember, but he doesn't have a ton of draft capital. Either. No, he has two thirds this upcoming season. He has yours and his own, yeah. um, and then there's very little twenty twenty five picks traded. There's only one, yeah. and it's Teddy having your third. But, well, uh, that but yeah, Sam, that, Sam has the least, least amount of draft capital of every team. Yeah, and I think he, he's he got a good team, obviously. Just he needs some depth to compete with, like, Tyler. <clears throat> but this, but honestly, if Sam feels like this year is his year, then he doesn't have to – it doesn't always have to be about picks. Like True. like I mentioned, Dalton Kincaid, you know, is, is viewed as a very valuable tight end. Now, rookie tight ends are hit or miss, so – Sam's value of him could trade him as an asset to someone um, like our Jordan Love Tom Brady deal last year. You know, he mm-hmm. could trade it for a more win now piece. Um, True. But, or, you know, there's always 2025 picks. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I think on Kenny's side, Bryce Young, I mean, I don't think anybody expected him to just come in and immediately be good. I think he showed some signs of he's going to be a decent quarterback, but he made some pretty bad reads also um atlanta's defense kind of ate him up the rashad bateman trade to, to move back from number one five points in his first game not great not great uh mac jones obviously good ravens defense good um cj stroud looked okay i mean that team looked bad rishi rice looked pretty good for a rookie in a big primetime game he had a touchdown I think, rice i don't know if he had yeah. a ton of catches but he had that touchdown he, he had like three catches or something uh two catches Wait, no, that's two Yeah, three, three catches, for 29 yards. yards and a touchdown on five yeah. targets. Five targets five is targets terrible. And a carry that was a loss, but like they're getting in the ball. Um, and they don't have, I mean, they lost Juju. They lost Tyree a couple of years ago. They lost uh, Nicole Hardman. So, I mean, 
he's a like pretty viable piece of their offense, I think. But yeah, yeah. the scouting report on Rice that you read about was he would show flashes of you know could be an All Pro player. He would could best receiver in the country in college last year, but then he would show flashes where he was, you know, undraftable. It was just the inconsistency. Mm-hmm. So players like that, you know, if, with the right coaching, they're the, they're guys that I will definitely take a shot on in the second round, late second round of our, of our drafts. Cause you know, it's, it's kind of high risk, high reward guys, <clears throat> especially in that offense, you know? Yeah. Uh, Drake London though zero was the was a big surprise, um, and DJ Moore three and a half. I mean, Kenny's team on paper has some pieces. Um, and he and his team is very young. He is one of the youngest teams, if not the youngest team in our league. I feel like just looking at yeah, starting roster. The but, Bears. Um, I I am I don't have a ton of. I mean, week one overreaction, but you trade the number one pick away to move back and you get DJ Moore is like the centerpiece of that deal. And what do you have? Like three Rashad targets? Bateman, you mean Rashad Bateman was, no, I'm talking about the, the actual bears trade. Oh, Oh, I thought you were talking about Kenny. Um, the bears, the bears, they got trade. a future first. They got a future first DJ Moore and pick nine, I guess, which they moved back again to uh, with the Eagles. So the Eagles can move up to get Jane Carter, but, a, but that kind of a guy involved in that kind of a deal. And he has two targets. Yeah. In your first game. What, like, I don't know. I don't think DJ Moore, I don't know. The, the Bears are going to be fucking atrocious. I, I think well, the other three. I, I'm still not a Fields believer. I He's someone that I told Teddy actually in this offseason, I said, I would trade Fields if I were you because he's a better fantasy quarterback than actual quarterback. He's going to put yeah. up good fantasy points and people value him that way. But I don't know if he's going to be a starting quarterback in the league in two years or whatever in the actual NFL. So, yeah, they, they got a lot of work to do in Chicago. <laughs> it's going to be a rough season for them, I think. Um, but is that right, it? So for, yeah, we, that's week one. All of them? I think so. We talked – yeah, we talked about every game, I think. All right. Really. Um, well, then where do you want to go with this conversation? Anything from the off season or any other comments from week one that uh, that you, you know, stood out to you, whether it's fantasy-wise or just – NFL wise, your Lions. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean the Lions looked really good. I'm excited about them. I mean, that was a tough game for Kansas City. Obviously, they had a lot of big drops, but it doesn't matter, man. It's the NFL. Nobody feels bad for you. You go on the road and beat the defending Super Bowl champions. It's exciting. DeAndre or uh, not DeAndre Swift. Uh, Jameer Gibbs looked so electric. I can't wait to see like how they get him the ball and the plays he makes. Um, but in the off season, so thinking about the draft, so. Tajay Spears, you gave me a lot of flack for taking him late in the first. You said, I think you said you had him in the late third on your board or something. I had him. I'll even tell you where he was on my board. I think he was early third, but I had pick 22 and he was not in my top 22 players. So um, I took him at nine, I think it was, or 10. I don't remember what pick I had. He was but... 26th on my board. So an early third. So I had told you that I have a buddy who's a Titans fan and I tried to get his non-biased opinion and he was pretty high on Ty J Spears. And apparently he's like Todd Gurley in the fact that he has like no ACL. So he's going to basically have like a five or six year career where he's very good and then basically have to retire. But he, he, he only scored three points in that game against New Orleans, but in that game, 
He got targeted like six times on passes that were all bad passes by Tannehill, who had like a terrible game. I think he threw three picks or something. But he and he only had three carries, but he was on the field for more snaps than Derrick Henry. So the fact that they have him out there that much is promising just from like his workload. He's obviously going to get touches. And on those three carries, he had 27 yards. So he was getting nine yards a carry. So I'm, I'm actually quite optimistic about Ty J Spears. Um, I already said this, but I thought Shuba Hubbard looked better than Miles Sanders in the first week. JSN was pretty disappointing. They only targeted him like twice or something. So I'm, I'm assuming that's going to turn around. Um, Laporta, I thought, looked solid. I'm happy about that pick. Tank Dell was a bit of a letdown. Josh Downs had a decent first game. I don't know. All in all, I'm pretty excited about my draft. I think it's going to turn out to be a good uh, good draft for me. But let's see and, some, and other, honestly, some other. Honestly, you mentioned your running backs first um, with Hubbard and Spears. And that clearly on paper before the season was your weak spot, was running backs. Like you didn't, I didn't expect any points from your running backs this year. So the fact that your running backs are at least doing something. Mm-hmm. I hate that because I have your rookie pick next year. Um, yep. and, and, you know, I'll root for you any year after that, but, but this year <laughs> I, want, I want you in the basement with David. So yep. he and I can end up with either Marvin Harrison or Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but beyond but, that, I got Zach Moss from you and he's coming back this week and he's, I mean, you saw, I don't know if you watched or saw any of the stat lines from the Colts first game, but their running backs were like historically bad. Did you see the stat lines for their, their rushing in their? I saw a uh, hole, the rookie, but he only had like a carry or something. He didn't have get a lot of work, but Jackson, I thought had a touchdown. Did he not? No. So Deion Jackson had 13 carries for 14 yards and no touchdowns. <laughs> Evan hole had one carry for one yard and no touchdowns. So Zach Moss is, I think pretty clearly going to be the number one there until JT gets back. And so Moss was actually pretty good in uh, replacement of JT last year when Taylor yeah. got hurt. And then I won the Kareem Hunt sweepstakes uh, for waivers out of the gate. So as soon as he gets picked up in somewhere, um, you know, I'm not going to say I'm going to have good running backs, but my running backs won't be, you know, missing. <laughs> yeah, be- that Moss trade, um, looking back, you definitely beat me in that one. I mean, Zach Moss – I figured JT, they'd work it out. Moss would be worthless. Kind of like um, who was the Giants backup? I traded Andrew just, you know, for the risk. Uh, Just to move up like two spots, I did the same thing with Zach Moss. I ended up getting the guy I would have got at either pick, Will Levis, because you weren't going to take him. Um, So it didn't really matter. Um, I just gave up a valuable, somewhat valuable player for essentially nothing. Yeah. Um, But let's talk about the draft then, going back. Uh, who were your favorite picks? Who were your least favorite picks? Uh, you know, uh, just compared to your board, um, who'd you like? And, and, and we can talk the trades too. Cause honestly with the trades, I wasn't yeah. crazy about how some of the returns some people got. Um, I didn't. Yeah. There were that- some wild trades. So Bijan, so nothing surprised me until pick, uh nine so i think kevin did the right thing by picking jordan addison and i think addison showed that or no i'm sorry pick 11 zay flowers so i think jonathan did i think picking zay flowers and he had a very good first game and i think he looked really promising he led i think targets i believe they threw i think everyone thought griffey was gonna take will levis because he's a kentucky guy and the fact that he didn't kind of threw me off because i very much planned on taking either quentin johnson or zay flowers uh at 
with my second first round pick. Is but that why you traded from 11 to 10 earlier in the year to move up one yes. spot? So on my on my board, I basically had it where Johnson and Flowers would go off the two picks before I was currently picking. So I traded a future second, basic. I think it was straight up a future second to move up um, to pick nine. And it did not work out the way I'd hoped. <laughs> I mean, Tajay Spears, I'm still happy about, but I would have taken him way later. And looking at the draft after I took Spears, one, two, three, four running back, five running backs went in the next seven picks. So who knows if he would have still been around. I, I'm, I'm glad I got Laporte at 21. And again, who knows if he would have been around by the late second, but um, that was a little bit surprising to me, but I think the first round went pretty much as expected. Kendra Miller surprised me a little bit with the late, the 12th pick and, and the trade to move up to 12 to get Kendra Miller. I did not um, like that trade for David uh, giving up the, picks what 203 picks 15 and 16 for 12 and they moved up for miller um i, I liked actually yeah. the two the guy, two guys jonathan got at 15 and 16 uh, marvin Vins and roshan johnson were both higher on my board than miller to be honest yeah it surprised me a little bit i had actually been talking to david on draft day about he, he, it sounded like he wanted some second round volume and I was basically trying to offer him some later seconds to move up and he didn't want to bite. And then when that trade came through, I was so surprised. I was like, wow, did not see that coming based on the conversations we were having. But then he trades for Debo shortly after that um, from Sam. Uh, he trades Miles Sanders for straight up for no. What was the deal? It was, it was Sanders. Miles Sanders and pick uh, 13, 13 for Debo, for Debo. which I, I hate that trade for David too. That's a Sam. I think won that one. Um, Miles Sanders and Debo. You know, you could call them a wash or close enough, but throwing Dalton Kincaid into the mix, and I think it's definitely Sam's in Sam's favor. Kincaid basically has to turn out to be like a Mark Andrews in order for that to be a win for David. I think because like tight ends just aren't. I mean, they're not going to put up the numbers receivers and running backs do on a regular basis. Sam got um, the pick. Sam got Sanders and Kincaid, and David got Debo. Oh, I see, I see, I see. I, yeah, I mean, I get that for Sam. I mean, Kincaid, I think, was the best player on the board at that time. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That, that trade is just kind of odd to me. And then he, then he doubles, triples down, I guess, at this point. Trades pick uh, – let's see, trades Garoppolo and Kevin's second next year for pick 208 and gets Mingo which is a lot to give up for a young We talked about receiver. that one too. And then he trades uh, Jalen Warren for, for pick 303, 309, and he gets Vaughn and Tillman, which that one's fine to me. I don't, that doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, that one I'm all right with. And I get why Teddy wanted Warren. You know, he's got Najee. Uh, I actually really like the Tillman pick at 309. That was one of my favorite picks. Um, he got him 33rd pick in the draft. And I had, mm -hmm. honestly, I had Tillman 19th on my board. I liked Cedric Tillman. I even had him ahead of Jalen Hyatt, who was 20th. So, yeah. Um, so that was one of my favorite picks of the draft. Yep. But and then, then looking the at the other, second round. Go ahead. The other trade, though, I mean, we just kind of went through David's, and I feel like we shit on David a little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at the sheet, he made like the last four or five trades of the draft. So. Yeah, and, and people were hating on David earlier, and, and when he traded me Trevor Lawrence, David, this offseason, uh, I think He's people dealing. are fan of for you. You can't criticize him for being inactive. That's, for that's sure. true. Although last last offseason is when he cut Jordan Love, who I picked up and then traded to you. So That's true. That was <laughs> – I love that that happened. But the other uh, – the big trade, and this was 
clearly the biggest trade on draft day was Stefan Diggs for pick uh, 12, a 2024 first, and a 2024 third. Now, depending on what year it is, sure, I, I think that the value's fine. But in this draft class, with how the board was, uh, pick 12, I, I was valuing as like a mid-second in any other year. So I – and I'm probably biased because – Diggs was my top target and I made Griffey multiple offers for Diggs throughout the off season. He just never responded better offers than this, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but, but I feel like Tyler kind of did it again. And uh, I feel like Jonathan could have got a little more only because this draft is weak and we know 2024 first is going to be, you know, no worse than pick 10 we'll say. Yeah, or no better he, than pick ten. He flipped one twelve, so he basically got. I love the flip. I uh, we talked yeah, about yeah, him earlier. I, I love getting Roshan Johnson and Marvin Mims for Miller. I had Roshan Johnson on my board as player twelve and Marvin Mims as player fourteen. I liked those two a lot as the early second round, late first round, even. I mean, so, yeah, yeah, my, in my first. other league, I took Roshan Johnson tenth. In a now it's not super flex, but I took Roshan Johnson tenth yeah. in that rookie draft. Um, so you got a future first, a future third, Marvin Mims and Roshan Johnson basically for Stefan Diggs. A late first, and and I do acknowledge that Diggs is. I mean, how, he's in his thirties, so it's not like a you know a young receiver. But yeah, I, but... I think that's one that. Uh, I mean, they it took them like three fucking hours of negotiation. Yeah. That was just was on the, the biggest drama of draft day. It was just the time it took for that to happen. Um, but I, maybe it's, and, and like I said, maybe it's just because I feel like I made Griffey better offers that he ignored that. I think he could have got, um, could have got a better deal for Diggs. and Diggs was that player. I mean, if you look at rosters and look at historically people hate on how, you know, all the trades I've made there how I trade just being open about it is I look at the other teams first. If, if it's a team that has a, a a window, they're not competitive and their win now window, their winning window is in two years, then I'm going to go after the Stefan Diggs, the Cooper cup, you know, the, the 30 year old receiver, the 26 year old running back, 27 year old running back. That's who I'm going for. And I'm offering draft capital. The other way, if someone is win now, then I'm ideally trying to offer a established piece for draft capital, you know, just try and always come out a little ahead in each one. Um, but if you look at the rosters now, uh, most of those players are now gone. I mean, Tyler went after uh, the – Stefan Diggs was the last one. He and I were both going after that last offseason – Kelsey was one of my targets. And after the Justin Herbert trade, I texted Tyler that right after it even said, you should go after Kelsey next. Cause that was the obvious player. Aaron Jones was one of those obvious players. He's doing the same thing I am. Um, and, and I've done it since the start of the league, but there's not many of those players left. If Keenan, you know, doesn't, if he has another rough couple of weeks, Nick Chubb is an obvious one. He should trade yeah. Nick Chubb to Billy, me, Tyler, if he loses a couple more weeks in a row, because you're talking a 28-year-old running back for a team that, you know, uh, doesn't have as much draft capital. But outside of that, you know, there's not much more 
draft targets like that. It's kind of lined up. So I actually think trades, um, at least involving me, I, I'm predicting there's going to be less this year than in years past. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And that's just me well, going off completely off script, uh, away from the draft to just ramble about trades. Cause you know, I can talk trades all day. I know, I know. And we <laughs> usually do. <laughs> so let's go back to the draft and just finish any more thoughts. So round two is pretty reasonable round two. Will Levis dropping as far as he did was a little bit surprising. We talked about how he thought he'd go in the first, but late second was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, full disclosure on that one is uh, to everyone else out there, Ben and I had, you know, we work out sometimes together on lunch and we talk fantasy a lot. And I was open with him the whole time. I'm drafted in the late second or when it was an early third, I'm going for Michael Mayer. That's my target. I'm going to get him. Ben didn't like him, so I didn't even care about sharing that information. And then he was sitting there when I was on the clock and I had to uh, abort my plan to get Will Levis because somehow he fell. Um, I wasn't expecting that. And, and so now I've since made Kenny countless trade offers for Michael Mayer, but Kenny's valuing him like he's Travis Kelsey. Well, you know, this it's, it's probably a good thing you went by your board because the last time you didn't, you got Jamar Chase. So Don't even say it. <laughs> I'm hoping this works out for you. <laughs> I mean, as bad as Ryan Tannehill looked in week one, I love us actually get some, playing action this year and i don't think michael mayer even had a target so no and the only clip i've seen of michael mayer since he's been drafted was max crosby running him 30 yards off the field and pancaking him so (laughs) and you said he was a good blocking tight end so i don't know man we'll see the jury's still out um yeah i mean third round i liked Jaden reed um he got targeted quite a bit in the first game for the packers too he might have gotten hurt i don't remember but he got lit up on one play at least. I don't know if he actually got hurt, but I was kind of torn between Josh Downs and Jaden Reed. And I was actually trying to trade with Andrew to move back up to 33. Um, We were talking about all the tight ends I have on my roster. I was basically trying to work a deal to get him a tight end and move up to 33. Didn't happen. Um, He took Jaden Reed. I like that pick though. I think he's going to be a good player. Speaking of Michigan State, Mel Tucker getting fired is just the icing on the cake this weekend. <laughs> what a scumbag. So, so those Michigan are your favorite picks? What's your – okay, so what would you say your top couple least favorite picks then? Least favorite pick. Well, I'll talk about favorite picks. I got to throw Billy some flowers here. Puka Nakua had a huge first week. He had over 10 points. I think he had like six catches or seven catches or something. I don't know if it'll keep up, but that was uh, that was kind of cool. I actually had that one a pretty good value. Billy got him at thirty-five. I had him 29th on my board. Nice uh, picks. I didn't like. I don't know if there's a ton of picks on here. I don't like. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like this was a pretty good draft. I can't really shit on anybody too much. Based off my think- rankings, my then my couple favorite, I really liked Roshan Johnson at 16. Like I said, I had him 11th. Mm-hmm. I liked Mingo at 20. I had him 13th. Will Levis, I had 12th, and he went 22nd. Josh Downs, I liked for you at 26. I had him 17th. Um, and Tillman, I mentioned, went 33rd, and I had him 19th. My least favorite, we'll say Tajay Spears. You took 10th. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and actually, uh, Miller, uh, we talked about David, uh, he took 12th. I had him 25th. 
Um, now my board's strictly for my team. I had went into this year with a lot of running backs. The so running backs were kind of devalued on my board, especially yeah. knowing I was getting Bijan one. So you could just say all running backs like a chain. I had 23rd, but he went 14. Um, mm-hmm. tank, tank Bigsby. Uh, I had lower than 17. That's basically all the running backs now that we're saying it. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I like Spears at 10 because if you look at historical guys who were drafted at pick 10, you got Kenny Pickett, Travis Etienne, Jerry, Judy, Patrick Mahomes. So he's going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. But you also got Darwin Thompson, on Johnson, Paxton Lynch, and Tevin Coleman. I'll be drafted to 10. <laughs> so you never know. All right. Uh, anything else from the off season? Any of the other trades you want to just touch on? This this podcast might go a little longer this week than um, we initially planned because I didn't do an off season one. Because every time I tried to get someone to do an off season one with me, they were like, "Okay," and then could uh, we couldn't figure out a time. Because um, yeah. other trades, we you know the Bijan one, I feel like we've in the group me talked to death. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the main piece Kenny got back being Rashad Bateman. Uh, it wasn't that the Trevor Lawrence deal. Uh, I've talked personally with a lot of people about that one, but I don't, people kind of hated on it in the group me. But I, I think once I've had a <clears throat> face-to-face conversation with anyone, it was more, I get it. For, well, there's, for David. So there's a couple of trades in June that took place that now have some significance. So Andrew, Moved up from four or moved back from two to four, got Russell Wilson and ended up picking Jameer Gibbs. So basically Anthony Richardson for Jameer Gibbs and Russell Wilson. That's a pretty big trade looking at it now. <laughs> Honestly, um, another one that I think I feel like Andrew won. David, I'm, I'm not your biggest fan today, I guess. <laughs> and you are you are the one sub basement team, I guess we have. Uh, yeah. it, well, to me on my board, I had uh Gibbs uh, or I had Bijan and then Bryce Young was two and Gibbs were three I I wasn't as big on Anthony Richardson and David trading up for him so that's why I'm, I don't love it as much and Andrew trading back getting a quarterback that he needed and then still knowing he's going to get one of those two guys I absolutely loved that trade for Andrew yep and then a week later he makes another trade though that so far doesn't look great for him so Andrew traded 202, 205, 207, and his second next year for J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, Kenny's third next year, and Billy's third next year. So Dobbins out for the season again. And Cam (laughs) Akers, I mean, I don't think he had a great game. I don't think he had a bad game. I think the Williams had a better game than Akers, if I remember correctly. But that was a a lot of touchdowns. That's a lot of seconds for what has turned out to be like a kind of unreliable running back in acres, a couple of late thirds or an early third and a late third. And then a running back is now out for the season. And look at what those turned into. I mean, Kenny got Rishi Rice and Tank Bigsby as two of them. And then the other one he, uh, for this year, he used that pick to move up from, to uh, move up to get Stroud. Uh, Um, It's where uh, Kevin ultimately took a chain, but so I, I do like it for Kenny, but I liked it for Andrew at the time. I mean, Dobbins, he was good before he got hurt. If he, if Dobbins could, can stay healthy, and I know it's a big if, he's a very good player. He's and one of the most efficient running backs in the NFL. Um, like, just, you know, if you're talking like advanced metrics and stuff, he just um, can't stay healthy. 
And Acres, you, you know, Acres ended the year great last year. So I, I still think that one could come out for Andrew, could come out okay. Um, if Dobbins didn't get hurt, I still – I would have liked it for Andrew to win it. But I wonder if yeah. Baltimore is the team now that goes and tries to sign Kareem Hunt. Or Leonard Fournette, fingers crossed. Or Leonard Fournette. Yeah, one of those two. <laughs> Honestly, I think it makes sense. Um, and then, let's see, I finally traded Gino after, what, having him on – the trade block for basically a year mm-hmm. picked him up in free agency. I think last year at some point, cause drew lock was, I, I forget like how I ended up with, with Gino, but I don't think I paid anything for him. Um, I got pick one eleven, two twelve, and three Oh six, which turned into Hinton hooker. I traded the other two to move uh, up or back. And Teddy got two Oh eight. Gino and 303, which he traded both those picks. I was a little surprised. Teddy had so many picks. Did he have like the most draft picks of anybody or something? Yeah, he he had a ton. And they were all third rounders. Yeah, a ton of third rounders. So but looking at it now, Andrew's the front runner in 2024. He's already got six draft picks in 2024. Mostly thirds, but He's got quite a few picks. Well, he had more. He he traded that one of his 2024 seconds. We just said, go away. Looking at the sheet, you're missing a pick in there. It says he has 6, 19, 26, 28, 30, and 35, but it only explains five of them. All right, I'll double-check that. <clears throat> probably but, the column C is probably the correct one, but I'll double-check all. I'll double-check every team, every pick. Okay. Yeah, and then we talked about Sam only has a couple thirds coming up. Um I've got a first couple seconds. I'm excited about um, the 2024 draft. There's going to be a lot of good players in that draft, I think. Okay, so moving on then from draft, just real quick, um, since I, I noticed the time, we probably don't want this to go too, too long. Okay. For the off-season voting, were there any anything uh, that stood out to you, anything you were surprised about, disappointed about? You know, we – not not too much crazy changes. I mean, we expanded an IR spot. We allowed you know rookie picks. Now you can trade two years out at the end of the season. You don't have to wait till the draft. Um, yeah, stuff like that. I let, so the lose points for a QB getting sacked. So currently you lose points, and starting next year you won't. Or is that this is that already in play? Oh no, it it was already that way. We voted okay. should they, and okay. it was no. We just keep it as is. Okay, I agree with that. Um, I'm glad we're not doing return yard points. That's always lame, in my opinion. Um, I don't think there's anything crazy in there. Okay. Well, we are going to add a um, – I'm drawing a blank. Um, a taxi squad um, in 2024. Do you know what a taxi squad is? I feel like not everyone does, but we explained it in the group me. Isn't it basically like a non-IR IR spot? Like just kind guys of, you can have. Kind of. It's yeah, it's it's a stash spot. Uh, we ha- we need to vote to establish what the exact rules are because taxi squads can vary widely. You could make it only eligible for a rookie or players for two years. Someone can only stay on a taxi squad for X amount of time. We don't have the details ironed out, but a taxi squad generally is you can put a player there, but once you take them off, they can't go back. Um, so it's like, you know, Will Levis, it would be who I drafted would be a perfect candidate for a taxi squad because he's not starting anytime soon. 
So I, I would just, he wouldn't take up one of my bench spots, but then once I move him to my bench or move him to my starting lineup, he's done on the taxi squad. They should, you should make it. So it's like a practice squad where every three weeks, a team can make a waiver claim on somebody else's taxi squad. And in order to keep the player, you have to use a waiver spot to keep. There are actually, that's another thing we need to discuss as part of what exactly our taxi squad will look like is claiming off other players, taxi squads. Um, that is something that often happens, but are like is often built into the rules, but it's, you have to compensate them. Like anyone on the taxi squad, I can at any time, activate on my team someone on someone else's taxi squad but if i do i have to give them a x draft pick a third round pick or something you know um or depending you know if will levis i took him in the second so he'd be a second round pick you know the the same eligibility for where they were drafted yeah yeah so it'll have to depend on how how the rules play like how, what kind of rules we set it on because if it's only people that were drafted i don't know i feel like it could just vary so widely it's hard to it can and that's something i don't know if i'm going to wait till the off season because it's going to go into effect next year i think you know in the coming weeks i'll probably start that conversation in the group me and we'll all discuss yeah okay <clears throat> oh, yeah, i'll have to vote on the options there but expansion got shot down but there was a lot of feedback when i talked to people individually about expanding playoffs to 16 um that's another thing i probably don't want to wait till the off season about i'll probably just just straight yeah. up to a poll. I, I mean, obviously it's not going to be this year. We're not going to do 16, but maybe in two years or whatever, because it was close enough just talking to people to where I think it is worth something to vote on at some point. I'm, I'm good with the playoff expansion. Like, like I said to you back when we were talking about it, as long as only the championship is two weeks, because I just don't want the regular season to be shorter. Yes, that's, that was, that's in my mind how it would play out. The two week semifinals would turn into a one week wild card than a one week semifinal. Yeah. And the two yeah. division winners would have buys, um, which, as a reminder to everyone, the divisions reset every other year. So the stand, final standings this year will determine our divisions for the next two years, what they are. Because Billy, it's basically Billy and all teams that have done bad historically, and then Tyler, me, Sam, everyone else in the other division. Nice. <clears throat> Um, which is such a Billy thing. <laughs> uh, but no, I, my, my thoughts on that is I've been pretty adamant against, I like the um, regular season to mean something. So I've been pretty adamant against expansion of playoff, but I will give a shout out to Teddy Zulu. He came and talked to me about it in my office one day and he made some good points and he started to sway me. So, um, so I, I, I am someone who's, I try to not just be a hard line set in my ways on things. I try and listen to reason. And he came with some good reasons about, yeah. you know, it right now there's only a couple teams that can compete for a playoff spot. Everyone else is just going to sell and try and win in the future. If we have six team, then there'll probably only be a couple teams selling to win to the future. Cause well, almost any team in our league now is a shot at the six seed. Realistically this year, if you were, if we were to do it right now, maybe throw out David, but even Kenny, who's looked bad, like Kenny's got some good pieces. Like Kenny realistically could be a six seed or compete for it. You could compete for it. You know, there's going to be so, enough bad teams beating each other to where like in any given year, one bad team could be the six seed for sure. So, so yeah, so it would be a, it would a let people compete more. And once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. I mean, um, my, my best regular season on my team's ever had, I lost in the first round to Teddy who snuck in and it was a two week playoff matchup. 
Yeah. Yeah, as long as it's a one-week playoff um, up until the finals, any any week you could beat anybody. It's just you never know. And honestly, um, rolling that out, we could even talk about one week for every week of the playoffs, potentially. Yeah. The one thing we didn't vote on that I've suggested to you a few times, which I would like to implement, and maybe we can just vote on like what the what, what they are, but I talked about end of season awards. So like most improved team, uh, best GM, like that stuff like that. I think that'd be fun to just have the owners all vote on who they thought like Yeah, I don't think that's something we even need to vote to implement or not. I think we can just Well no, I'm that. saying vote on what we're voting for. Like what are the awards? Okay. I'll let you run with that. You okay. can uh, come up with some some ideas and, and run in the group me with it. See what everyone thinks. Poll everyone, and I'll 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 create polls at the end of the year. Okay, I'll try to keep it positive because I feel like if we voted on like worst GM, <laughs> no, don't keep it positive. I have some positive and negative. <laughs> this, this group me, we're all friends outside of fantasy, but we shit on each other in fantasy. It just is what it is. Okay, it, okay no, we don't all shit on each other. Everyone shits on me when it comes to fantasy, so I know I'll win all those negative awards. So keep everyone them in there so I can at least win something. Everyone shits on us. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we've gone long enough, so let's end it real quick. Um, okay. Make some predictions for the upcoming weeks because we really do, or the upcoming week, because we really okay. do have some good matchups. Like based off of week one, we have our current one versus two, which is obviously the game of the week, Tyler against Sam. So we'll end with that one. But we also have our three versus four playing each other, Billy against Teddy. So. Start where you want, going through game by game, making predictions. We'll keep it quick. And then, uh, but last, let's do game of the week, which is Sam versus Tyler. Okay. I'm just going to go in order other than that game, then based on what ESPN showing me. So, me versus you. <laughs> so, obviously, the game of the week. Um, <laughs> I'm projected I mean, to win by 40. There's no reason you should lose this game, but realistically, I don't think it's impossible that my team beats you this week. I mean, Deshaun Watson, even though they smoked Cincinnati, didn't have a great game last week. Yeah, 20 some points. Did he? I thought he only had like 13 or something. In week one? Let's look. I don't think Deshaun Watson had that good of a game. I'm pretty sure he put up over 20 points. Uh, 17 points. He's QB6. Okay. Or no, he's, pro- so, yeah, he's projected 17. He put up 20.66. He was Trevor the sixth Lawrence, highest scoring quarterback. Trevor Lawrence in Kansas City might not be great. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's no reason I should beat you here, but it's not impossible. I'll say that. Uh, I got enough players that have could that have some boom potential. J- JSN in Detroit could go off. Marquise Brown in the against the Giants clearly he could go off. <clears throat> so definitely some options there. Teddy Billy. I mean, it's got to be a Billy's game to lose. Teddy, again, has enough talent to beat him, but uh, whether that all falls into place or not, hopefully he uh, he's already moved Ayuk into the starting lineup, thank God. Okay, so, yeah, <laughs> Teddy has a chance, but I, if I'm a betting man, I'm putting it on Billy here. Uh, Kevin David. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> realistically, Kevin, but... We're picking... We're not picking Kevin. We're picking against David. David's the new Bowie. He took over Bowie's team, and now he yeah. is Bowie. I mean, yeah, I just don't – unless, like, just something crazy happens, I just don't see David winning this game. Andrew Griffey. Jesus um, against Tom Brady. I like so how I actually, Andrew put Jesus as the biggest fraud in American history. That's I sacrilegious. Know. He's not even American. Isn't he Middle Eastern? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I don't know. This should be Griffey's game to lose, but Lamar Jackson's got to play better than he did last week. Saquon's got to play better than he did last week. Jameer Gibbs is going to play better. No way Tony has seven drops again. Yeah, but Burrow and Jamar Chase are going to play way better. Right, they're right. Gonna come out. Those two are going to put up crazy points. I don't even care who they're playing against. They're playing Baltimore. So divisional game, tough defense. Maybe, maybe not. Probably. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm taking Griffey here. Then we'll skip over that one. We've got Kenny and Keenan. So I got to go with Kenny here just because I beat Keenan. So clearly he's beatable. <laughs> um, and Kenny, I think Bryce Young, actually, no, there's no way. Bryce Young, I think New Orleans, look, their defense looked pretty good against Tennessee. I think Bryce Young's going to struggle there. Um, and Drake London, no way he scores zero again, but I don't know that he has a good enough game against Green Bay to really make the difference. All jokes aside, I think I go Keenan. Well, I hope you're right. I hope it's Kenny so uh, I can start hitting up Keenan for some Nick Chubb trades, like I was just saying. Right. My, right. my target in the offseason with Keenan was Michael Pittman. I, I made him a couple Michael Pittman deals, but he, uh, he nice. shot those down. Um, and then the game of the week, in my opinion, in your opinion, it sounds like Sam and Tyler. So I'm just checking to see if they look like ESPN projections have Tyler winning 159.4 to 153.8. They give him a 51% chance. Do they look like they've – so their lineups, that's the only thing I'm checking. Uh, for the most part. Yeah, Sam doesn't have as much depth. I, Yeah, well, if Kelsey comes back, then he's definitely in over Dawson Knox. Yeah. But. Okay. I mean, assuming this is what they're planning on starting, obviously a toss-up. Um, and I'm just going to go through position and say who I think is favored. I like Mahomes over Herbert. I like Pollard over Josh Jacobs this week. I like McCaffrey over Sanders. I like Evans over Lamb. I like Tyreek over AJ. I like Diggs over Amon Ra, but I like Amon Ra a lot. Um, I like Knox over Schultz. I like probably Aaron Jones over Pacheco. Aaron Jones had a really good game, but he did kind of tweak his hamstring. I'm actually going to say I like Pacheco better than Aaron Jones this week. I like Mike Williams over T. Higgins. I don't see Burrow coming back and getting Higgins and getting Chase and getting Boyd all back in it. I think it's just going to be like a Chase show. I like Kirko over Derek Carr. I like the Cowboys D against the Jets over the Dolphins versus New England. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go Tyler, but I think it's going to be as close as advertised. Yep. Um, it, it's hard to bet against Tyler until he actually loses one, you know, coming off championship and that really big dominant week one. But if I remember correctly, Sam – I don't know if it was against Tyler, but Sam would have beat – I think it was Tyler last year, but he didn't start a head coach. And mm-hmm. he lost by, like, a fraction of a point, and I told him to pick up a head coach. So, Sam, if you're listening, you have some definite cuttable guys on your bench and not a head coach there. So, do what you yep. got to do. Just saying. And there, there's some pretty clear-cut going-to-win coaches on the board, <laughs> the free agent player. Um yeah, I think Sam's team is going to be a team that is going to be – in any any week we do this, it's going to be like, uh, Sam could win this game. He could beat anybody. But as soon as bye weeks start to trickle in, I think it's just going to come down to how many guys and who's on bye because he just doesn't have a deep bench. Yeah, some of the top teams – actually, Sam, Tyler, and Billy, they have a little bit of depth, but not a lot of depth. So if there's ever a week with a lot of buys for any of those teams, then they will definitely be vulnerable to a loss against a – you know, even a mid-tier team in the league. Yeah. All right. Any closing thoughts? Anything else you want to say? Uh, nope. Go blue. Go Lions.
Come okay. to another suite. Cool. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye.